Today with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. We're glad that you have joined us today to learn more Bible songs. I'm Auntie Rosemary. We also have Uncle Finney, Hannah, Pastor James, Auntie Diane and Max with us to help us sing the songs. As we sing these songs over the next few weeks, we will sing each song a few times so you have the chance to learn them with us. If you want to learn them faster, you can go to the A Day with the King catch up on the 3ABN Australia website. Each program will be there for a few weeks. That way you can go over the songs as many times as you want. It's a really good way to learn and sing them with us. Our first Bible song today is from 2 Corinthians 4 verses 6 to 9. It's a nice bouncy tune. Try to sing it with us so you can learn it. enjoy the next song. It reminds me that I can rely on God to help me. Even if He seems to be taking a long time to answer my prayers, I can trust that He will. But I need to be patient as I wait. It's called, The Lord is My Light.
Hannah, can you tell us about our next Bible song? Yes, it's a happy song that tells us not to fear because God is looking after us. It's from Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Psalm 61 verses 1 to 3 are good verses to learn for when you are afraid or in a difficult or dangerous situation. It reminds us that God is the one who can help us at any time. It's easy to learn, so sing it with us. God's love is stronger than anything in the whole universe. The Apostle Paul knew that nothing can separate us from God's love. So he wrote about it in Romans 8 verses 38 and 39. We will sing this through twice so you can try to learn it faster.
singing Bible verses with us today. Don't forget to teach these scripture songs to your family and friends or your Sabbath school class. Why don't you try to put Bible verses to music? It's best to use the King James Version because the words are not copyrighted. Putting scripture to music is the easiest way to remember it. So go ahead and try it for yourself. For now, stay tuned for Uncle Daniel and our A Day with the King Bible Study. And join us next time as we learn scripture through song. Bye. Hi, everyone. Come and join us for our Bible study. Hello, children. Welcome back to our A Day with the King Bible study. I'm Uncle Daniel. In our last study, we learned that Adam and Eve were to care for the world God had given them by following His law. Today, we will find out more about what happened when Adam and Eve thought they knew a better way to care for the world than God did. Sai, would you please pray for us? Dear God, you gave us your law so we can be happy. Please help us to learn more about it today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Sai. When God first made our world, it was absolutely perfect. God trusted Adam and Eve to care for the garden so that everything would grow and become even more beautiful. To trust means that you have a firm belief in the reliability, truth or ability of someone or something. For example, we trust that the sun will come up each morning. Adam and Eve could show their trust in God by not eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Adam and Eve were so grateful for everything God had given them. They trusted God completely and loved to obey His law. But one day, Eve wandered away from Adam and found herself near the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Suddenly, she heard an unfamiliar voice. A serpent in the forbidden tree was talking. Eve went closer to listen. The serpent said, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Was that what God had said? Esther, could you please read the last part of Genesis 2 verse 16 and the first part of verse 17 for us. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, O every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge and good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Tamia, how many trees did God said that she shouldn't eat of? Only one. Only one. So the, per so the serpent put a twist on what God had said to bring confusion into Eve's mind, which would lead her to doubt God's love. According to what God had said, God gave Adam and Eve lots of freedom and forbade them to eat from only one tree. But let's think about what Satan, as the serpent, was doing to Eve. He wanted to confuse her and have her believe that God was trying to keep her from having something that was very good for her. 
that God was being unfair and not telling her the truth. When Eve listened to the serpent, she started to doubt God's goodness. Her next words in Genesis 3 verse 3 show that she was losing trust in God. Tamir, could you please read that one for us? But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Eve said, Lest you die. Nadava, what did God say in the very end of Genesis 2.17? You shall surely die. There is a big difference between surely and lest. Surely means it will definitely happen. Lest means it might happen or it's a possibility. At first, Eve had trusted God, but now her words were showing that she had begun to doubt the truth of his words. She began to have a false idea of what God is really like. What did the serpent say next? Elkin, could you please read Genesis 3 verses 4 and 5? You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Oyun, was that what God had said? No, God said they would surely die. Satan was now boldly contradicting God by inserting the word not. But did Eve believe the serpent? Sai, could you please read the first part of Genesis 3 verse 6? So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. By doing one one unwise thing after another, Eve finally disobeyed God's command. By listening to Satan, she had formed a false image of God in her mind, disbelieving what he had said, then coveted and stole what didn't belong to her. And after she did wrong, Eve felt a sense of freedom and began to say the same things as the serpent. She took the fruit to Adam, who chose to disobey God by eating the fruit. Then, suddenly, both Adam and Eve felt guilty as they were now controlled by sin. They had disobeyed God's plain command. What does the Bible call this? Esther, could you please read 1 John 3 verse 4? Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. When we disobey God's word or his law, that is called sin. What happens when we sin? Tamir, could you please read Isaiah 59 verse 2 for us? But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. When we sin, we become separated from God. We move away from God and cut ourselves off from him. Then terrible things start to happen in our hearts and our minds. What happens to our hearts? Nadava, could you please read Jeremiah 17 verse 9? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We found that when Adam and Eve were first created, they loved to please God and obey his law. But when they sinned, they became slaves to sin. Their hearts changed. And instead of loving to do good, 
they now desire to do evil. Because we are their children, we, are, we like sin too. We are attracted to sin and without God's help, we find it hard to resist. What is the final result of sin? Elkin, could you please read Romans six twenty three? For the wages of sin is death. In John 15, Jesus said that he is like a vine and we are like its branches. When we sin, we cut ourselves off from God, the source of life. Have you ever seen a branch that is cut off or separated from the main plant? We all know it won't stay alive for very long. Within a short time, it will die. Sin is like that. It cuts us off from God, the source of life. Thinking about the dead branch helps us to see how dangerous sin is. Sin causes death. We might think that just a little sin won't hurt anyone. But what did Adam and Eve find out about the result of just one sin? Our torchlight from Steps to Christ shows us this. Oyun, could you please read that? Adam and Eve persuaded themselves in so small a matter as eating the forbidden fruit, there could not result such terrible consequences as God had declared. But this small matter was transgression of God's immutable and holy law, and it separated man from God and opened the floodgates of death and untold woe upon our world. Think of that. Every single sad and horrible thing that ever has and ever will happen on earth all started with one sin, disobedience. The serpent, who was Satan in disguise, had made it sound like Eve would be wiser and happier if she disobeyed God. But instead, eating the one fruit brought both Eve and Adam lots of pain and heartbreak. God couldn't let Adam and Eve stay in the Garden of Eden because they were now controlled by disobedience or sin, and one day they would die. But God still loved them. He had a wonderful plan to save them. God gave Adam and Eve his law because he wanted them to live forever without any pain or sorrow. Our memory verse for today in Psalm 119 verse 93 tells us about that. Let's say it all together. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. When we break God's law, the final certain result is death, eternal non-existence. Not the death we see all around us every day, but death, which is punishment for sin. In our next lesson, we will learn about God's tremendous sacrifice for us that gives us power to keep his law. Who would like to choose life by being obedient to God's law? Me. Me. Sai, would you please pray for us? Dear God, thank you for protecting us with your law. Please help us to understand and obey it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. Our story has been a very sad but important one. We hope that you can see why God has given us his law of love. He wants to save us from pain, heartache and death. 
Remember, you can download the daily Bible study guide that covers the week's, this week's lesson from our website, www.adaywiththeking.com. I'm sure you'll enjoy the activities too. Be sure to join us again next week when we learn all about God's amazing plan to save us and clean the universe from sin completely forever. Until then, goodbye and God bless. Listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you, kids, and remember to join us next week. Compiled by Remnant Publications, the book Get Ready for a Miracle recounts true stories that prove that when we step out in faith, God displays his power in undeniable ways. Here is our reader, Koval Smith. This story is entitled, Crank Caller Accepts Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32 says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Any organisation publishing a toll-free number is likely to get some off-the-wall crank calls. Sometimes it's easy to forget there is a real person whom Jesus died for behind each one of the calls. When Charlie Swanson started working at Master Control, knowing he would be answering the prayer line at night, he determined that he would treat each call with courtesy and Christ-like concern. Sure enough, one night a woman called in saying foolish things that made little sense. Then she called again and again. Each time the phone rang, Charlie had to answer it because it could be someone in need. Six times, he politely allowed the woman to talk without getting upset or frustrated. Instead, he remembers after each call, he sicked the Holy Spirit on her, pleading with God for her spiritual healing. A week later, a very rational woman called in and asked, Remember those six calls you got a week ago from a crank caller? Well, I'm that woman. I want you to forgive me for the way I acted. Not only did she apologise, but also... When Charlie asked her if she wanted to give her heart to the Lord, she said she did. So he prayed with her and she accepted Jesus. A reflection associated with this story comes from The Desire of Ages, page 353. Behold, said Jesus, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves, be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. 
Christ himself did not suppress one word of truth, but he spoke it always in love. He exercised the greatest tact and thoughtful, kind attention in his intercourse with the people. He was never rude, never needlessly spoke a severe word, never gave needless pain to a sensitive soul. He did not censure human weakness. He fearlessly denounced hypocrisy, unbelief and iniquity, but tears were in his voice as he uttered his scathing rebukes. He wept over Jerusalem, the city he loved, that refused to receive him the way, the truth and the life.